Are you a pessimist or are you an optimist? Do you think about all the stuff that could go wrong for your business? Do you get down when the sales don't come in, when you miss opportunities, when things go wrong? How much does it drag you down? And do you look at everything that could go wrong? Or are you a dreamer with your head in the clouds where you look at everything that could be, the possibilities, the things that you could create without actually doing anything? Or are you somewhere in between? This episode is for the pessimists and the optimists. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. So welcome back to the Rebel Entrepreneur coaching series. And we have back with us Adam from Craft Box Club in the UK. Welcome back, Adam. Hello, it's good to be back again. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's nice to have you here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, always, uh, it's always great talking to you, Alan, and getting loads of, uh, of, of, of new work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you charm you, but then you said I just give you work. Um, so I'm not going to say that, um, but that does tend to be what happens is, yeah, we get on the show with a bunch of people on the coaching series. We have a good chat uh, and then they get lots of homework because um, it's in the homework that the magic happens. But <laughs> I always like working with you, Adam, because you give me great emails just before we chat, which has here's what I've done. Here's what I've tried. Here's what worked. Not sure I agree with your advice here, Alan. Uh, what about this? Which I always love those emails. Uh, and to anyone listening, this process is incredibly important for your business of the trying stuff, reflecting on what works, what doesn't, getting advice and then going again. And that is the process to getting where you want to get to. And the emails where you go, Facebook, here's where I am. PR, here's where I am. Uh, sales, revenue, here's where I am. It's been an absolute pleasure working with Adam, especially like Katie would love this, my wife. Uh, you send us charts <laughs> of subscribers and revenue. And this is fabulous because then we can actually dig into the details. So give us, give us and the crowd, the crowd, it's the wrong word, isn't it? <laughs> the so, world, uh, the universe. The world, the universe, the entrepreneurial world that is yes. joining us on the show. Uh, let us know where you are, Adam, what's happening. Yeah, so like you said, it's, it's really great to have a, a check-in quite regularly with you, Alan, because, uh, and, and you know, it would be good for anybody that's listening out there to, to, to have somebody to do this, because exactly like you say, we, we, we have a, a chat about things. Uh, there's a lot of um, momentum that you get from that and a lot of energy uh, that you want to sort of carry forward but then also I feel like I need I need time to for those ideas to kind of sink in and work out how, how I'm actually going to go forward with them um, so yeah hopefully um, people can follow what I'm what I'm actually actually doing with all the um, all the good advice that you're giving um, so where am I uh, to answer your question <laughs> 
Um, so, so overall, because I've got this graph in front of me, Alan, uh, I love a graph yes. as well. Um, so I, I'm about a year and a half in, aren't I? <laughs> to yes. Craftbox Club. Um, and so, you know, over the last year, sales really grew up until Christmas. Uh, after that, things have sort of fallen back a little bit. Um, and over the last few months, I've been trying various different things um, to to help with marketing, to try and find new customers and try and keep the existing ones. Uh, and at the same time, I've been you know running the business day to day and developing new kits for my subscribers to to get every month, uh, making sure they're all happy, making video guides for them, um, and you know really enjoying the the creative experience of doing that. Yes, yes. So, and I. I have this theory, which I don't know. The only way we know with theories is testing them over time. Hence the title of many of our episodes, the marketing mini experiments. But I'm wondering whether your business is a completely seasonal business because some businesses, they operate and they make money at one period of the year or two periods of the year. And then they're delivering that afterwards and then they have a quiet period. Reminds me of some of the food truck businesses we've met in the States. And they will literally just operate for the period of the state fair. They have all of the crowds coming. They make all of their sales in those periods and they make enough money to operate for the entire year. Uh, And then they recover afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> until the next one and it goes mental again and i'm wondering whether you're going to have this consistent up down or whether it's just an anomaly because of covid because of this everyone was so inside that sales went crazy and then afterwards when restrictions were lifted everyone is so outside seeing people that they don't want to craft at all and whether that crazy swing has been created by that and you're going to have a more balanced 2022. But just, it's difficult to tell, isn't it, without the experience? Yeah, it's particularly difficult to tell given that I, I started uh, almost at the same time as the pandemic broke out. Um, so, you know, I, I would hope that what I'm doing has has improved, as in, you know, the, the products got better, I've got better at reaching people um, and, you know, given you know, everything else being equal, things should have got better anyway. But I've, I've just not got that year of experience to compare to, compare to at all. Um, I guess looking at, the, looking at the graph, you know, COVID maybe started having an impact in, in March and the sales really didn't start to you know really take off until october so there's definitely something seasonal going on there you've got a little peak of april may hmm. uh but that's when you were kind of launching so you would expect that because you went from zero to growth and then it went crazy at christmas which people were looking for christmas gifts they were looking things to do and the interesting bit will be a lot of the work we've been doing has been setting up for this Christmas. So we are now recording on the 18th of August and we're setting up for Christmas again. But the work should hopefully generate sales at the moment too, even though it's the summer. Although crafting might be more of a wintry thing in the UK. And we just, I guess we need to know that. 
do you know any other experienced craft craft box subscription businesses? Are you friends with any? Can you find any? Could you have a chat to them and ask them? Yes, yeah, so I've been speaking to a few people, so some who have uh, set up at a similar time to me, and then some who have, have been going for you know about a decade. Um, wow! And there's there's yeah there's there's definitely some the, the experience is definitely that there's uh, a, a lull in sales around kind of April time, and then they say it picks up in September. Um, so and I. It's hard to know because, you know, I haven't got their figures on that. So, you know, a lull for them might be 10% or something, um, or it might be, you know, 80%. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's hard to tell from, from speaking to them because I haven't got the specifics. But, yeah, this is definitely a, a trend in this in this um, area for sure. So to everyone listening to this, there is always going to be seasonality in pretty much every business. There's highs, there's lows, there's ups and downs. And the difficult piece is to stay positive when you're in a lull. Because for a craft box business, when everyone is out playing in the park in the sunshine, they're not going to be wanting to be inside crafting. So, and yes, they can take Adam's kits outside and do them on the park bench, but you know what I mean. And the challenge for all of us is when we're in one of those lulls to stay positive and to do the work we know needs to be done. It's just challenging. And I guess the way I would see this, Adam, is if we thought of this as growing vegetables, as like growing some kind of plant, you are planting the seeds now that we hope will take take root and start to grow and produce a harvest in the autumn and at Christmas. But the challenge is you do all this work, you don't see anything, you see the numbers going the wrong way and you're like, ah! <laughs> um, yeah, so like, I feel like sometimes there is a message of stay the course, do the work you know that works and keep going. And we know it'll bounce back the other side. We know it will. This is going to make a fantastic episode at Christmas one way or the other. <laughs> yes, who knows which way it's going to go. I guess I'd, <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd add to the challenges as well, you know, working on the, the, the kit towards Christmas is I'm trying to put something together where I don't have to... Um, know exactly how much how many orders i'm going to get now and order tons of stock you know predicting the, the same sort of spike as last year or hopefully more and then ending up with tons of stock that's that's christmasy so when i'm thinking of putting things together for christmas i'm trying to um put together a kit where i, I i'm thinking about ordering more um at, at short notice so it's it's put together with materials that i can i know i can get hold of and then Ready also access, things yeah. that yeah on don't have to be Christmassy materials. Because this becomes the problem if you have to plan in advance. You might be ordering five hundred kits, but not knowing whether they're going to sell, which is kind of the opposite of the whole rebel entrepreneurial mm-hmm. rebel entrepreneur message, which is sell your value before you create it. But in this market, it's challenging. We're trying to get the orders for Christmas. Do people actually want the packages to arrive for Christmas? 
So last year, the way I did it was that I, I, um, people could either have the, the packages arrive before or after Christmas. And if it was after, I offered them an extra month. Um, so they sort of got a little bit more if they waited a little bit longer. So mm. that helped with, with the stock. Um, but some people do want something to give on Christmas Day. Um, with, with the usual, with, with, usually with ordering things, some of the core bits of material that I have take about a month to arrive. And with Christmas, it, it's, it's up to about two or three months because, um, you know, everyone's ordering things about Christmas time. Mm -hmm. So I try and I try and do that as much as possible. Um, and I've and I've sort of I've, I've ordered a, a fair chunk, but nowhere near as much as the, the peak might be um, so far. So that I've got something that I can give to people at Christmas if they're if they're a sort of what what I'm what I'm trying to forecast as the orders. Um, but it's it's stuff that I could reuse down the line as well. So I don't um, I don't order the kits in pre-made. Um, I kind of design them and put them together. So last year I um, I, I did a similar thing. So I had a, an embroidery hoop with pom poms on them, um, and that was yarn that I could use for other projects later on. And I did mm. a, another embroidery project later on. So they're not necessarily crisp, Christmassy things that I order. But yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely a little bit of anxiety with, um, you know, spending a bit of money up front at the moment um, when, when sales are a bit low. Uh, and I'm really trying to keep that to a minimum. So how much faith do you have? Because the peak last year, you went way up 250 orders over the Christmas period. Is that yeah. about right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that uh, was was up to yeah two hundred and fifty subscribers, um, and then I've you know I had orders for for extra kits as well. So that was so you maybe had three or four hundred kits that needed to go out around the Christmas period. Yeah. So how many are you setting up to sell this year? There's the thought, and to everyone listening <laughs> to this, this is a challenge, isn't it? Because you're trying to predict the future which is really tough. And we only have one data point in the past. We have one year's past experience to know what may or may not happen this year. And predicting the future is a tough business, whatever industry you're in. That's it. So so there are some pieces of the kit that I've had to order already. And with those, I'm, I'm kind of ordering, so, so I'm ordering 200 kits worth. Okay. Um, uh, ahead of the time but it, so but I, I know that I'll be able to get some of that later on if I need it but it will still take quite a long time to get there um the other bits bits of the kit I don't need to order yet because I know that I've, I've got a relationship with some suppliers who are in the UK who can supply that kit um you know within the week uh, rather than within a few months Okay, so how many kits do you want to have ready for Christmas? Are you thinking two? You sold four hundred ish last year, and you're preparing for two hundred this year. Are you in a pessimistic state? <laughs> I I guess what I'm saying is I'm 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 spending the money <laughs> on two hundred now. <laughs> so I feel like I'm in a cautious state. Um, a cautious state. Yeah. I mean, it, I I think, you know, I, f I feel like there's there's a good chance that, that I could do more because I'm in a, a much better position than last year. Um, I, I'll be able to spend more time selling because I've automated a lot of what needs to be done. Mm. 
Um, and I, I had, I, I could barely even post on social media last year. It was so busy, you know, yes. how do you get onto Facebook? Um, and I know that'll be different this time around, uh, cause I can have a lot of that organized way, way ahead. Um, yeah, so that's the thing. I'm in a, in, I feel like I'm in a better position as a business, but, um, you know, is, is the, the in thing going to be crafting this year? Like it was a bit last year, probably not as much. well there's an assumption there's an assumption adam's believing that the british public aren't going to be into crafting at this christmas like what gives you the i what where's the data where's the thoughts why is that why is that a thought Uh, i just think it it was such a thing and people were doing um so so many stories on lockdown crafting last year uh because of the pandemic um there was a there was a bit of a, a boom in crafting last year in general, um, but yeah, it, it is still it's still going to be a popular thing at Christmas. It's just how popular. If a huge number of people found out about it last year, what's causing you to predict that that's a wave that has then crashed and won't come back, as opposed to something that might like, let's say, millions of people found out about it and started it, they enjoyed it. They've gone out for the summer. It gets cold in the UK, and they go, "Oh, now it's cold, and we're trapped indoors again, just because it's cold and wet." Like the UK gets. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, why would they not pick up crafting again now that they know about it? Yeah, that's straightforward pessimism, right? <laughs> straightforward. I've, I've yeah, I've definitely. I haven't got. Uh, I've not got the data on that, and that that could be the way that it goes. Yeah, for sure. Which is the challenge. You just don't know. And we're trying to predict how much stock to hold. I like your idea of this is stuff that I can buy, that I can reuse for a different type of craft box in the future. Like that feels to me like that stuff that you can use and then sell. Um, How long's the lead time on this stuff? Uh, So it depends on the pieces of the kit. So yeah, some of it's up to three months, um, and and it's you know it's you know basically what it, what it what it tends to be is the cheaper that you want it, the longer you've got to wait for it. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's possible to get some of the things within um, you know w- within a few weeks, but then you're not making you any pay. money on it. Yeah. yeah, basically, there's there's no margin in it. Um, okay, but, yeah, so the, three with, months. With a few things, it's 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 a couple of weeks. Um, okay. So yeah, I don't I don't have to buy everything now, but I'm I'm just buying some of the. So key what's parts the essential item? What's <laughs> those key parts? What's those essential items? Is it the yarn or is it? So the the main part of the kit. So I've I'm planning to do a, a decoration box. So there's three different uh, star themed decorations, um, and the the main thing is a a, a big sort of star frame, uh, so that kind of size. That's not going to work. It's a podcast. Uh, <laughs> what is it like? Uh, Twenty twelve inches, sort of size. Twenty centimeters. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of size um, star frame that people are going to uh, weave onto, basically, to create a star decoration. And then there's some other other bits that I know I can get from suppliers that are going to be in the UK. So I'm not so okay. worried about those bits. It's the so it's the star frame. frame that I've I'm ordering way ahead. Yeah. Okay, so. What's your risk? Like, if you predict 500 sets, how much would 500 of those star frames cost you? 
much, really. Because it's always interesting to look at the downside. What's the risk? Mm. So if I invest in 500 of these frames and they're a pound each, my risk is £500. Am I willing to take that risk? Knowing that I could use them again, knowing that something might happen, but am I willing to take that risk? So they're about a pound each. Okay. So like the risk is the 500 pounds you can get the other parts later like it sounds like a fairly small risk to predict better sales and to at least have them there waiting which then brings me on to my second thought is how early can we sell you said up to three months so three months you've got like the end of december so uh november october so Really, the latest you can place the order is October. Is that correct? The beginning of October. Yeah, that's about right. And that, and that's where I'll start to market the Christmas kits. Okay. Because up on the website and everything. What you've just described, my wife Katie loves stars. She absolutely loves stars. She loves doing creative things. Uh, please, can I buy one, Adam, for Christmas for my wife? <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> Excellent. How much is the Christmas kit? Do you know? Do you have a price for it? Uh, so that all, all the kits that we sell for a one-off, they have twenty-five pounds, um, and then okay. you can subscribe, and it costs a little bit less if you subscribe for a few more months. Perfect. Uh, can you send me a link to where I can buy one? Sure. Yeah. Well, is do. there a page ready now? <laughs> um, they they can be uh, in you know. This evening, yeah. <laughs> but can you see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. I genuinely do want to buy one. I yeah. genuinely will because I think Katie would love that as a present. Um, but my thoughts are: how early can we start to help people think about this? How many of those sales can we lock in before we even get near it? Like people are crazy; they start to come out in the shops in. September and people start thinking about gifts there's no reason why you couldn't see what you could sell in in September and then see what happens later Um, but I also don't think there's a huge risk if you just buy the stars if you can get the other stuff locally Um, and I guess what we need to think about is coming up for this Christmas what's the moonshot what do we believe is possible and what's the pessimistic Adam believe? And in those three, where do we feel comfortable placing the orders to be ready? Yeah, that's it. So this, um, this is my job for the rest of the time is, <laughs> is working on this kind of stuff. Um, so what I would, what I would do, I guess, is try and place a probability on those as well. Uh, and kind of, yeah, work out the chances of, of, of that happening. Okay, um, so at, give at me a moonshot number. What's the moonshot? Like, if life was perfect, like, if you managed to achieve exactly what you wanted to achieve, how many sets would you sell? Well, I'm going to say a 1,000 um, as a moonshot, because it's a moonshot. Um, but I think what I, I, what I probably need to do is is work out how much I could, how many kits I can make. Because, you know, it might be more than that 
um, you know, in, in that time. I think a thousand's, I'm, I'm pretty sure a thousand's doable. Um, so the thousands, the moonshot, that's the like, if everything goes perfectly, if production yeah. was firing, like I would be over the moon. Uh, yeah. well, you would literally be sure over the moon with the moonshot. Yeah. Um, thousand sets is the moonshot. Okay. Yeah. So what's pessimistic Adam say? Like pessimistic Adam, who we've met a little bit today already, <laughs> he comes out and goes, oh, UK people have gone with crafting, lockdown's over, it was a COVID blip. Bleh. Pessimistic Adam. Like <laughs> if everything is rubbish, what does pessimistic Adam say you will sell? Uh, 150. 150. God, yeah. he is pessimistic. <laughs> he is pessimistic. So he's predicting you will sell like 40% of what you did last year just because it was a one-off uh, and it'll never happen again and your business will never be successful again. Yeah, it was a perfect storm. It was a perfect storm, never to be repeated, and pessimistic Adam's giving up on life. Okay, so somewhere between 150 and 1,000 is what's probably going to happen. Because it's never as bad as we think. Sometimes it goes mental, but it's never as bad as we think. What do you think is the probable middle ground? I was thinking about the probable and then like an actual target. So we've talked about before with you know that being able to do this as a full-time thing i need to be able to keep 300 subscribers on you know on average consistently yeah um so i don't know i so, so the the target would probably be something like looking at looking at how they sort of drop off after six to seven months because of the gift subscriptions that and because of like, the summer and the heat and the, yeah, yeah all that stuff we've talked about that's it. So I don't know, like six hundred. Okay. Um, I love that. Was yeah, you know that that would if it was six hundred, then I would call that incredible success. Okay. <laughs> I'd be very incredible happy success. That. Very happy. I'm writing this down, by the way. You know, I take Make notes. Sure yeah. Um. So. Well, yeah, because you come back to me and go, oh, 600. <laughs> Pessimistic 600. Adam comes out and you're like, it's only 600. You said yeah. Moonshot was 1,000. <laughs> you said you'd be very happy. I've highlighted it in bold. Um, but no, here's the bit. Here's your homework. And actually, I'd like everyone else to do this. If you're listening to this podcast now, here's your homework. Your homework is each day for the next week to visualize... Actually, Adam, your homework is until the next time we speak. Uh, So maybe it's two weeks for us. Maybe it's two weeks for the people listening. But each day, I want you to sit in a chair quietly, close your eyes, and visualize the moonshot happening. And as you visualize it, visualize like what would happen, how it would go, how the sales would start to come in, the excitement that increases as you start to see people clicking on it and the buzz and things happening and then the sales going and the money starting to come in and the excitement of Christmas coming and all of these things happening and thinking about those things and feeling the feelings of success. So the way to do this is to engage as many of the senses as possible. So what would you see? What would you hear? 
So would there be Christmas music playing as you package the boxes? Or would you be done with Christmas music by that stage? I can never have enough. But this is your visualisation. What would you see? (laughs) What would you hear? What would you smell? Are there mince pies roasting in the oven with wafts going through the house? The smell of Christmas candles. What would you smell? What would you see? What would you hear? How would you feel? And visualise it. I'd like you to do this for probably three to four minutes. And then based on that visualization, what's the one thing you can do today to move towards it? It doesn't matter what it is. Like you just get the feeling like I should email that person. I should follow up this. I should do that. I don't care what it is. Just like what's the one thing you feel like you should do to move towards the moonshot each and every day? Mm, yeah, I love that. I, I, I can uh, I can hear the music. There's definitely going to be music. <laughs> going to be music that gets gets me through the late hours of boxing. Uh, it's all good fun, and I can smell the mince pies as we speak. So yeah. I love that. All right, I love that. Oh, I miss mince pies. I really do. I was able to find a mince pie shop in Germany whilst we were trapped there last year. So I managed to get 12 Mr. Kipling mince pies to get me through whilst we were in Germany. But I do miss mince pies. Oh, England. Anyway, um, let's stop thinking about mince pies. For everyone listening to this, this is your homework for the next week to two weeks. Is visualize your business going perfectly. See it, hear it, and as much as you can, make it real for yourself. And then, what's the one action you would need to take to move towards that dream? And then do it. Don't care what it is, an email, phone call, a Facebook post, uh, doesn't really matter. But it's about consistently feeling the goal and then coming up with the ideas that move you towards it. And if we aim for the moon, we might well just end up at that probable, very successful, very happy version in the middle. But if we never take those actions to get towards the moonshot, how do we ever expect to get near the middle ground? Like, How do we ever expect to even succeed or even exceed our expectations? Does that kind of make sense to you, Adam? Yeah, it really does. I mean, there's there's uh, loads of evidence about you know how how successful people are when they set these moonshot targets, right? And uh, you know, if you, it, it, I think it's just that a big part of it is is just saying you know re- saying and feeling exactly what your goal is and being specific about what that target is, and then. You know, and then also just that, that just gives you so much motivation to move towards it. So the moonshot itself, I, I I totally get that. And then the the visualization bit is that's what athletes do, professional athletes, isn't it? And um, you know that that um, creates a, a huge amount of success for them. Um, and I just I intuitively just those those things just sort of make sense. Um, if you really feel it, you know, feel yourself living the you know the way that you want. Um, then yeah, I can, I can see good things have got to follow. And sometimes it'll feel like I've done this visualization and the thing came to mind was to email Dave. This doesn't feel like a very big step. How's this ever going to equal the moonshot? That doesn't matter. Just accept it and take the tiny actions. And sometimes we have to take the tiny small steps every day 
that compound over the months we've got to lead to this. Uh, that is the key piece. So having thought about this a little bit right now and experienced it, Adam, did anything came, come to mind for you that you think you should do? Did you have a feeling of, I should do this, I could do this, this might happen, this might help? So I, I guess what, what came to mind was last year, um, you know, having having been very pessimistic about the, <laughs> about the, <laughs> the number of orders. So I think I, I sort of put in my budget uh, 10% extra on what, what I was getting. Um, and it was, you know, hugely more than that. Um, and, you know, all, all the things that I ran out of really quickly, um, which just created extra stress. Um, mm -hmm. And like you were saying that I probably could have dealt with that a bit earlier without taking a huge amount of risk. Um, so that that's something that has come to mind. And then also, um, you know, where, where did I have success last year? Where did those sales come from? And how can I um, how, how can I maintain that? Um, and then also do similar things for um, for this Christmas. I love that. So on step one that you just said, what's the specific next action? What are you actually going to do based on that? Um, I, I think based on the numbers that we were talking about, I'm going to get the spreadsheet out and forecast the, the things that I, I need, uh, I'm going to need. And then, you know, can I afford to take the risk on the moonshot stuff right now? Do I need to um, put in the in the diary when I need to review what I need to buy? Um, and then, yeah, you know, start, start to sell the Christmas boxes and subscriptions quite soon, really. Uh, a thought there. You do not have to buy everything for the moonshot, mm. but you have to aim for the moonshot. Yeah. And maybe be just prepared for the middle ground, but aim for the middle, the moonshot and have a backup plan. Like if this goes way better than I think it will, here's my backup plan. Yeah. Here's what I'll do. I'll hire my niece to go out into the garden and get twigs to make more star <laughs> sets. I don't know what it is, but we'll have a backup plan. Um, but aim for the moon, prepare for the probable. And on that question, like I know you've got to go away and do the spreadsheets. I know you've got to do your numbers. But I'm going to ask the question anyway, because you knew I would. How many star frames? You've ordered 200, which is like pessimistic, Adam, plus 10%. <laughs> um, how many star frames do you think you actually want to order ready for this? Well, so I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a more complicated question than saying how much do I think I'm really going to sell right now? Because it's, it's, you know, it's not just how many do I want to buy, it's, it's when. So I've got some that are way ahead, the, the 200 that I've got now. And then, you know, maybe I can order some in, uh, you know, in a few weeks or something. Um, there's a strange thing about the postage of it as well, where if you ordered an extra, if I ordered 201, the postage goes from five pounds to a hundred pounds. So I've got, oh, to, wow. I've, got, I've got to order them in like 200 blocks. Batches well. of 199. Yeah, yeah it's really strange. <laughs> um, it just, must just be a thing on the website. But um, yeah, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> what's what's the right answer? <laughs> no, here's the thing: there is no right answer. Yeah. There is pretty much a zero percent chance that you will order the right number. Like you will never guess there will be you know, like exactly this number of people ordering at Christmas. There is a zero percent chance of the right number. So we have to get over it and make the best guess we can. I think why I'm put, pushing you is because I think pessimistic Adam is sitting in a summer dip that is to be expected because people go outside, they go to the pub, they drink, they like sunshine, they do other stuff. You're sitting in a summer dip going, ah, business is dying. <laughs> ah, no one's ever going to buy from me again. Oh, no. That's, that's exactly the sound inside my brain right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we're letting pessimistic Adam drive the truck forwards, drive the business forwards. And really what I want to do, because Moonshot Adam should not be put in, tu- in charge either. Like Moonshot <laughs> Adam is there going, you know, there might be a chance we could go crazy. This could happen. This could happen. Moonshot Adam should not be in charge, but it is somewhere in between. And what we need to do is look at the best case scenario, look at the worst case scenario, and then decide, okay, I'm comfortable here somewhere in the middle. The middle is not 200 sets. And I guess I'm going to be as direct as I possibly can now, Adam. (laughs) Pessimist Adam has ordered too few sets. If you think you're only going to do 200, given you did 400 last year and you've improved the business, you're bonkers. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's as direct as I can get. All right. <laughs> Have you got a sideline in star frames going there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. no interest in any star frame businesses. <laughs> um, but genuinely, I will buy yeah. one for my wife. So you have one Christmas <laughs> order already at £25. I'm awesome. in. I will buy one for my wife. Just don't tell her. If you could deliver it to my parents-in-law house, I'm hoping to be there for Christmas. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you have one order. Shh. Brilliant. Sweet. That's 25 more star frames. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> There's more in the kit than that, though. It's good value. I know it's not just a star frame. I know that. I wouldn't be buying it if it was just one star frame. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm good. looking forward to the love and the messages and the Christmas spirit that comes with it. I really am. Oh, so yeah. this is not the ex- the episode we we're actually expecting to do. We were expecting to talk Facebook adverts and tactical stuff. Um, but sometimes it's quite interesting. You the thing you think you need to talk about is not the thing you need to talk about. It's And this happens to all of our businesses. So what I'd like everyone listening to do is to do this piece of homework of starting to imagine each day, just for three or four minutes, what the moonshot version of your business is, how it looks, feels. So imagine it in the present tense, as if you're actually experiencing it. So you're living it right now. So for Adam, it will be, I'm right in the middle of the Christmas rush. I'm smelling the mince pies. The music is playing. I'm packing boxes. Sales are coming in. And he's feeling it. And I want all of you, every single person listening to this, to imagine the moonshot 
for three to four minutes a day, every single day for the next two weeks. And then at the end, I would like you to write down what's the one thing you were inspired to do. Who are you going to phone call? Who are you going to email? What are you inspired to do on the website? What's the action that's come from that? And then do it. I'm going to ask Adam to do this every single day for the next two weeks until our next appointment. Our next appointment? Our next (laughs) podcast. And Adam, will you report back the feelings and the actions you have taken based on this? And maybe if you could chart each day, like, what's the action I'm going to take based on my visualization for three or four minutes? And how do I feel in general about my business having done this? Yeah, for sure. That sounds like a really nice thing to do as well. <laughs> nice and easy, very, uh, you know, cozy Christmas feelings. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, maybe that's put a, the music on early. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe. Are mince pies available now? No, I should not be promoting eating mince pies in August. <laughs> um, but that's the homework for everyone because I think sometimes we get caught up thinking about what could go wrong, what's not working well, what's not right. And we get caught up in all of this stuff and we don't spend enough time thinking about what if it goes well? What if it was exceptional? What if it was incredible? What if it just all aligned for me? And then taking action based on those feelings, which lead to an entirely different business. That is what I would like everyone listening to do. And then send us a message. Tell us what you did. Tell us what happened. Tell us what you thought. And there is some bits here. Adam's going to go away and do the spreadsheets. He's going to look at the numbers. He's going to look at what level of risk he's comfortable with. And he's going to work out how many orders to place for Christmas. Uh, He's very smartly started to think about how can I minimize the risk by buying stuff that I can recycle and use in different sets later in the year and to create different things. So he's very smart with that. I am not telling you to go out and buy 1,000 sets in complete ready to go and package them all up. Like That's not the game. What I'm telling you to do is to prepare for the middle ground so that you're ready, but to imagine the best possible version and to take action based on the best possible version you could do. Sounds awesome. I'm up, I'm up for it. I'm looking forward to this, to doing the visualizations. <laughs> Excellent. And then I promise we will do a proper Facebook review ready for the sales at Christmas. Uh, we will work all that stuff out. Uh, but sometimes we just need to start with what's the end goal, what's the vision, and take action. So if you're listening to this right now, stop. Go and visualize your business exactly as you want it and take action. To make it so. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.